0: Bye.
1: Welcome into another great edition of Strong Style. I'm your host, Jeremy The Impact York. Welcome in. It has uh, been a fun week. Uh, it's going to be compacted in and uh, into uh, just uh, really, uh, really one more day. Because uh, you got to go take care of some business this weekend. But we'll get more into that a little bit later on. Uh, you know, for people listening, um, hopefully you listen to this before this. But, um, hey, happy Mother's Day, right? Happy Mother's Day. This Sunday. That is uh, part of where I will be. It's, uh, I'm going to ride down CMOP. Ride down and see mom. We don't live in the same city, so I'm going to ride down and hang out with her. It's going to be fun, you know. It's going to be fun. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Uh, Keep doing the good work you're doing. And uh, we'll keep trying to live up to it. Now, we're going to talk 1FC. We're going to talk... Uh, Impact Wrestling, UFC had a Fight Night. Got a preview Bellator's back. It's coming up. It's just tomorrow night. Uh, just so many amazing things. Let's just get into it. Let's. I'm gonna. You know. Usually I start wrestling. Well, let's. Let's start wrestling. Let's start with the WWE, right? I'm gonna just go when I go show by show. I'm just gonna kind of tell you. Things I think are uh, kind of relevant, or why you should tune in for them. Uh, this was at this was last week's stuff. You know, keep in mind uh, they had Mason T Bar who went against Braun. Eventually, it it become Braun and McIntyre versus Mason T Bar. I, I like Mason T Bar. They're just they're feeding them to the wolves here, and it, it just it, it makes no sense. You tried to build them for a minute. Why not put them in the tag division? Have them take on the Viking Raiders. Have them take on other people like that that can pound for pound go with them and, and make them really, really good. But uh, the only thing to learn from this is that Braun and McIntyre continue to not get along but still get the job done. Of course, they have the big triple threat coming up. that this weekend, next weekend, whenever that is. Um, let's see. I I really like this, this Miz, Damian Priest storyline. It's because you compare anybody with the Miz, he is like the new great mechanic. By mechanic, that's a wrestling word for he helps make other talent look good while still looking good himself. There's a difference between enhancement talent, which is, you know, somebody who gets ran over what's called a squash match, where it's, you know, 95 to 100 percent one guy and next to nothing for the other. That's a squash match. Those are awful. Those don't help anything at all. They're a waste of time. When well, you have somebody like Miz, who can have a great match with anybody, and like I said, still make them look good while still looking good himself. That's a true mechanic. That's something Steve Austin was always good at. That's something Shawn Michaels was good at. Yeah, Shawn could shine. You know, The Undertaker, they could shine when they needed to be the one shining. But when they weren't, when the other guy needed to be shining, they knew how to shine them up. Uh, I do, like I said, I do like that storyline. Beyond that, everybody else, the whole throwing the tomatoes thing was just kind of weird. Uh Charlotte was reinstated after being suspended for all of what six days. Uh Sonia DeVille is trying to assume power. We're going to see exactly how much power she does actually have because she's kind of assuming it making moves on her own that don't sit well with Adam Pierce. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. I don't know what they're doing with Sheamus and Humberto Carrillo. I don't know if they're just giving Sheamus something to do, or trying to show everybody that Humberto Carrillo is actually really good, which he is. But uh, he keeps just getting ran over by Sheamus, so I—I I don't. It's not really showcasing much. Um, he doesn't need to win the title from Sheamus at this point. He just showed back up. Um, but I mean, it gives Sheamus an interesting matchup for a minute. Because they, even though they gave him the U.S. championship, they just have no direction for Sheamus. Uh Let's see. They've got this. I think they're calling it RK-Bro or bro I don't know. It's it's RKO and Riddle. It's making it to where I, I have just started to fast forward through Riddle matches. Uh, The women's division, it's the same people at the top, same people. It's a rotation of people in the tag thing. I don't know. They're not doing much with it. Uh, I kind of want to see Alexa Bliss wrestle because at this given moment, all she does is these little backstage segments, and they're just kind of getting repetitive. There's only so much you can do. She's not even appearing. I mean, it seems like she could have just recorded eight or ten of these and just sat at home for two months. It's not forwarding anything, and I think they need to address that. I still say it's interesting between Sonya Deville and Charlotte and the WWE in general with Charlotte. There's this weird riff that we'll just have to see what actually does happen. but it it just seems like i mean it's it's exactly what Peyton Royce, who is not who doesn't go by that anymore, is exactly what she said it's the it's the same people at the top. Oscar was a champ well now they put Rhea Ripley up there. Hey, it's somebody different, but if you followed n x t she's kind of like the n x t Charlotte anyway, where every time you turn around every time you turn around it's it's the same three or four people in the main event. Uh, with the tag division, like I said, they're just doing a rotation thing. They need somebody to actually take the titles off of Nia and Shayna and split them up because uh, it's it's dragging Shayna down. Nia's wrestling is getting worse and sloppier. I think they could get much sloppier. Uh, on the plus side, Lana's wrestling a plus. She is she has really been working on it, and it's gotten a lot better. Her Facial expressions in matches are, are a lot better. Uh, I don't know who's working with her, but they deserve a raise. And then at the end, McIntyre, Braun, whatever. Let's go to NXT. Uh, Mercedes Martinez is going to be facing Raquel Gonzalez for the women's title. It should be an okay match. I think this is just to help legitimize Gonzalez's reign because she did she she did beat Io Shirai, which is fine. Who had beaten almost everybody up to that point? Uh, it's nice to see Gonzalez to change the pace as far as as uh, who's the champion. But Mercedes is is a longtime indie veteran. She's actually a way better wrestler than most of the card. Uh, anywhere other than NXT, Mercedes Martinez would win this match. But here in WWE, Gonzalez will probably retain. They're using Mercedes as, like I said, as that mechanic. We need you to go in there and look good doing it. But we need you to uh, help her look good while she's doing it. Uh, the Grizzled Young Vets and uh, Tommaso Champa and Timothy Thatcher kind of got into a uh, verbal little squabble. That led to a match that happened just last night. We'll talk about that next week. But just know it was a pretty good match. It is, uh, yeah, it, it, it lived up to the billing. I hope they do a little bit more with these two teams. I wasn't real big on Champa and, and Thatcher to start with. And I thought it ran its course, and now they're they're still pushing it a little bit. And hey, I don't mind it. Uh, they had Tony Storm job out to Zeta Ramirez. I think it was just to make her look good because Zeta took on Saray last night. I uh, I don't know. It, it seems like Tony Storm and Zoe Stark are going to end up in in the middle of it. I think Zoe Stark. Shouldn't have automatically been at the top when she came in, but hey, what do I know?
0: Uh, Bronson
1: Reed got a win over Austin Theory, I believe that it's going to give him a North American title opportunity against Johnny Gargano. And I'm starting as much as I like Johnny wrestling, he hasn't been doing a lot of wrestling lately. When he does it's it's very short. Uh I don't know if it's necessarily gonna be Bronson. But some, somebody eventually needs to take that belt off of him. It it doesn't have to be Dexter Loomis either. Uh you know, Bronson's somebody you could push and that, and that would make sense if he was champ for a minute or so. Uh, they are. Right, they did have a six-man match. It was pretty good. That was Legado del Fantasma, one of my favorite trios, versus MS Kishida, which is MSK and Kushida. Uh LDF actually ends up with the win in this one. MSK is good, but LDF man, they they were putting on a clinic. And as good as Kashida is, even. Uh, they, the right people won this match they put on a show each and every time they're out there and they were the better team and so it's good that they won uh, let's see Smackdown you had Natalia and Tamina who got the clean win over Shayna and Naya. I think that's going to set up a tag team title match somewhere down the road I think Natalia and Tamina are a team that I wouldn't mind if they won the tag titles. It would be something different. Like I said, it would allow you to split Shayna and Nia, who seem like they ran their course. And, you know, Natalia and Tamina are a pretty good team. You got Big E and Apollo that are still fighting over that title. I think Big E should be fighting over big ti- bigger titles. Uh, I like that Apollo's the champ. I'm not a problem with that. I don't have a problem with his little commander dude that comes with him. Uh, but as I said on here, Big E wins because of a DQ from Commander Block. Uh, his name is irrelevant, and I don't remember. But, like I said, I think they they got to do it to where it runs its course a little bit, but Big E should be fighting for bigger titles, and I think we all we all agree with that. Um and in the main event, Roman defended the title against Daniel Bryan, and if Daniel Bryan lost, he is banished from SmackDown, at least for the foreseeable future. Well, as good as this match was, Daniel Bryan obviously did not win. So it will be interesting to see. Uh spoiler alert, I did not see him on Raw this week. So if he's not allowed on SmackDown, he didn't show up on Raw. Could we see him in NXT? But either way, the big dog, Roman. Daniel was the mechanic in this one. For sure. Uh, He had a really good match. Roman had a really good match. He is, and he's got new theme music. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. But Roman doing what Roman should be doing. Let's see. Let's get into... Let's talk AEW. Uh, as much as they've been building up Hangman Page recently, I didn't understand uh, While they had Brian Cage beat him in the opening match. It was a really good match. Uh, it, it could be to the point that they're not ready for Hangman to challenge Omega. And so even though there's no more contender, you're going to have him get knocked off by somebody. And Brian Cage is, is credible. Uh, it was one of the best matches of the night. But, like I said, just, it's like you spend all this time building somebody up, and then they just lose. I don't know. It, just, it, it was kind of random because uh, Cage and, and Paige have had no real riff up until this match. The Young Bucks beat the sidell brothers. It was a pretty good match there. And then at the end, Kaz and Daniels came out and pretty much... Lay down the gauntlet for the Young Bucks. I would imagine we'll probably see that either this week or next week on AEW, which is actually happening right now. But, you know, at some point, somebody's got to beat the Young Bucks. At some point, Cass and Daniels have got to lose, so they split their team. because That's what they said. The next time they lose, they're undefeated this year so far. The next time they lose, they're never going to tag again. I think it's because Daniel's is pretty close to hanging it up. Could be wrong. It seems like that. Orange Cassidy versus Penta El Zero Miedo. Man, it's a good match. Penta is still one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Orange Cassidy is one of the best showmen on the planet. You put these two together and it is just instant entertainment. Uh, you had Brett Baker come out and, and just remind everybody that she should be the next one in line for a women's title shot. I, I very much agree with that, as I said last week. And, uh, Brett, I don't know if my vote counts for anything. I mean, it's, it's got to be better than Conrad Thompson or Eric Bischoff or whoever other random people they bring into a show sometimes. So, uh, go get it. It's my son Baker a big a fan. I think I'd have to pick Britt in that match. I think it makes the most sense. Especially moving forward. Plus, it it lets Sheeta take a little bit of a break. she has been carrying that title for a while. Pinnacle and Inner Circle got into it again. Which they should. Their Blood and Guts match is, I think, tonight. That should be a lot of fun. It basically looks like a two-ring War Games. Which is what War Games is anyway. It's what it pretty much looks like. You just can't call it War Games because... But WWE owns the rights to calling it War Games. But that's pretty much what it looked like. Uh, Hopefully nobody gets hurt like every other time that WWE does it. But uh, Pinnacle and the Inner Circle, we all know we're going to keep battling for a while. Let's see... Q.T. Marshall's group with uh, Nick Camarado, Aaron Solo, and uh, Agogo—they're called the Factory now. I don't know if I've said that before. Uh, I like this faction. It's it's different. Its people we're not very familiar with, but the group works, and you can see them—you can see them looking out for each other and and trying to push their agenda the best they can. And, that, and that's what I like about it—is they are A lot of guys fresh out of the academy, so to say. So, uh, you know, kind of want to see QT Marshall do some pretty good stuff. Maybe a win over Cody, even. Who knows? Uh, And then we had Darby Allen, who defended his TNT title against Ten from the Dark Order. You know, Ten was the one that was, uh, he's negative one's favorite. He was handpicked by Brody. Uh, just big lineage and everything. Uh, he had a fantastic match with with Darby. As much as I'm not much of a Darby Allen fan, uh, he's he's having some pretty stellar matches with you know Jungle Boy and Tan and and some other people that it's uh, kind of rising his stock a little bit. But uh, Darby retains. Cynthia at the end, Scorpio Scott, and Ethan Page come out just because I guess they haven't gotten their appearance in. They just keep attacking people and not really doing much yet, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see what's going on with that. But uh, Lance Archer came out, and it uh, looks like him and Sting kind of have a mutual respect, even though they don't like each other. We'll see where that goes. I like that Sting actually went to bat for him and said, oh, I, I definitely agree that you're not featured near as much as you should. But it didn't change anything. So we'll, we'll see if this is a slow burn or if they're just going to set the woods on fire. Uh, Impact Wrestling. W. Morrissey made his Impact Wrestling regular debut. He is uh, he used to be big cast. Uh, he beat one of their guys fresh out of their academy. It was a squash match. Didn't once again. It was just a to, to feature him. But uh, it looks like he could be a big player in Impact uh, moving forward because he, he just looks ripped. His wrestling has gotten better, and uh, we'll we'll see. He hasn't talked a whole lot, so we'll uh, we'll see if the talking is has improved as well. But there's there's a lot of room for a guy like that over there, and uh, they really don't have any any talent like him. So it's a fresh face, new coat of paint on the guy. We'll we'll see what he comes up with. Taylor Wilde won in her kind of match. At, since returning. Uh, it just seems like they brought in another former employee that Deanna Perrazzo is going to run over. She's ran over by the division. She's ran over everybody else they brought in. It's just, it's getting real, real just overdone. And uh, it's just not making the women's division better. I'm not saying trading the title back and forth does that either. Just saying the way they're doing it, it's just filler. It's a a yawn because as good as these girls are, you already know what's going to happen. Looks like El Fantasmo is going to debut next week on Impact Wrestling. See, what happens, he's from New Japan. See, what happens is is a lot of times in New Japan, after you come through the dojo, they say go somewhere else in the world and put in so much time. You know, kind of like in, in the military to a point where you're going somewhere foreign, where you're establishing yourself and your skills. And then uh, when you come back to New Japan, you know, you come back not necessarily for good, but you come back more seasoned because you've done more than just their style. Well, and it looks like El Phantasma is going to uh be an impact wrestling. He he could be fun. He could be in the X division, he could be uh you know, kinda like uh Black Tarot with Decay. It's uh it it'll be a fresh face and something different. And uh is pretty good. You guys should like it. Uh, they still got the Good Brothers and, and Finjuice trying to get into it a little bit but Finjuice is 2-0 and against them it's time for Finjuice to uh, move on somewhere else in the division because the, the crossover is almost meaning little to nothing now in Impact Wrestling even though is the champ uh, Ring of Honor they had the blow off match between Bandito and Flamita because they the Mexa squad they have split them up this was a really, really good match. If you like classic luchador and two guys just beating the holy hell out of each other, uh, this this was definitely that. Flamito ends up getting the win. If you have a chance to go back and rewatch that or to watch that match, you should watch that match. Flamito and Bandito, they put it all on the line. It's it's just so well done. Uh. Kind of the debuting new partner of Beer City Bruiser, Ken Dixon. Two of them took on Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, who ended up actually getting the win. This is a pretty decent match. Bruiser could work. Ken Dixon's green is grass, but uh, he doesn't make a lot of big mistakes. There's just times when all he knows is a very simplistic way to do it, and so that's what you get. The uh, kind, of, kind of interesting thing after it is, as soon as Beer City has pretty much crowned him, Ken Dixon, the new tag partner, um, at the end, Brian Malonis, his former tag partner who was doing commentary, walked down there, dropped Ken Dixon like a bad habit, and hugged the Bear city bruiser. Looks like the bouncers are actually still a team, which is good, because they're, they're a good solid team to have in that division. And then for the, I think, television title, Tracy Williams from the Foundation, Defended his belt against Tony Deppin. You haven't seen Tony Deppen? He is very good. And he actually wins the television title from Tracy Williams. Uh, he is also part of another group. I forgot the name of them. They are... Wait, they are... Violence Unlimited or something. They're similar to Eric Young's group, the way they do that. But, hey, it's... That's uh that's super cool that not only does Tracy Williams from the Foundation lose a match, but uh he loses a title to Tony Deppen, who is uh is an exceptional wrestler, but uh you know, hadn't been around that long. Once again, want to know what I'm sipping on? I'm sipping on dark roast from the buttered udder. Yep, the buttered udder. I've already had my piece of peanut butter pie for tonight. Actually grabbed a piece of quiche to uh, eat for breakfast in the morning. I had one this morning. It's really good. It is a uh, sausage and Gouda cheese uh, quiche piece of, you know, slice of pie there. But also the ice cream is fantastic. Uh, like I said, like I said, I got the coffee. I've already had my piece of pie. I'm going to have a breakfast piece of pie basically tomorrow. They've got all kinds of great things. They've got just cookies and brownies. And, and like I said, they'll make you a milkshake out of any flavor they got. Everything there is just insanely good. So go see our friends at the Buttered Dutter. They are in Bremen. They are in Carrollton. Also in Carrollton, go see uh, Printer's Ale if you want some nice Uh, a nice brew to throw down. Uh, They sometimes have food trucks and stuff out on the weekends and activities. Go check them out. And if you go to any of those places, tell them the impact sent you. It won't necessarily get you anything except for maybe a weird look, but uh, they knew it. And uh, they appreciate it. So they appreciate you going by. Now, Get into some fighting, right? We got one FC. This was last week was the last time they were going to be on TNT for a minute. They were on for like a month straight. Really good exposure. But they had they had uh, three really good fights. They show they were able to show. Uh, the first one was a, a big time battle between Kirill Brushenko and Umar Kane. Uh it ended up being a round two TKO from uh Kirill. It was it was a little controversial because it kinda happened after the bell. But here's how the rule goes. And I heard this straight from John McCarthy. I heard this from a lot of other uh, people who know a lot more about fighting than me. I know a lot, but these people, you know, were actually in there. And they said, here's how it goes. It's kind of like in football when the clock runs out. And this is what I'm saying. You know, a lot of times you're like, oh, I, I saw the play clock go to zero and they didn't call it. Well, here's what they do in football. When it goes, you have one referee who is looking straight at it. And when he looks at that clock, when it goes to zero, he looks at the ball, and if they have not snapped the ball, he will blow the whistle. So you kind of get like an extra count count and a half. That's kind of what happens here. When you hear the bell ring to end the round, the round is technically still live until the referee steps in between to uh, call off the action. So that's kind of what happened here. We hear the bell. There was a couple shots thrown after the bell before the referee got in between there, and one of them ended up causing Kareel Krushenko to win. That's clean. That's legal. Nothing you can do about it. Uh, Then you had... Oak Ray Yoon, who took on Eddie Alvarez. You know, Eddie Alvarez, who was able to get his last bout overturned from a DQ to a no contest. Uh, Congratulations him on that. Eddie Alvarez wanted to come back and prove that he can still do it. And uh, Oak Ray Yoon come in and put on a show. He put on a huge show. Now, Eddie Alvarez is no slouch, but it seemed like uh, uh, Yoon would knock him down. And Eddie didn't have a lot of urgency in getting up. And then when Eddie did have advantage, he didn't do a lot to stay in it. So unanimous decision winner was uh, Oak Ray Yun. Well done. Well done. And then the last one they showed was uh, Ong La insang who was the uh, light heavyweight champ took on the current middleweight champ, Rainier uh, Ridier. And Rainier ends up with the win. He deserved it. It was a unanimous decision. He is now the champ champ. Because like I said, he won the light heavyweight. He was already the middleweight. They asked him after the fight, what's next? He called out the heavyweight champ and said, "Uh, I'm not busy. If you want to do this, let me know. So uh, we'll see because the uh, heavyweight champ does have some action coming up soon. He has a fight coming up soon. So uh, we'll we'll have to see if if he would come up and try to be champ, champ, champ. Something I don't think has ever happened in MMA. But uh, at some point, he'd have to defend one of these belts. So we'll see if that happens first. We'll go to the PFL, the Pro Fighter League. I uh, had a couple fights that were on. They have a few more coming up this week as well. In the light heavyweight division, you had uh, Emiliano Sorti. We've got the unanimous decision win over Chris Carmazzi. In the welterweight division, you get Jao Zeferino, We've got the win over Gleason Tibau In the welterweight division as well. You get Ray Cooper III, who took on Jason uh, Pouet. Ray Cooper III ended up with the win. Submission in round number one, a minute 23 in. It was beautiful. Go watch PFL, guys. PFL. Just because it's not UFC doesn't mean it's not top-notch. This was top-notch the way he did this. Just go watch it. And then the last one they showed for PFL was uh, Rory McDonald who got a big win over Curtis Millender in the welterweight division. A lot of welterweights that night. Submission in round number one, about two minutes in. Good, good uh, bounce back for uh, Rory there. And uh, look forward to some things going on. Uh, let's see. What else was there? There was UFC Fight Night. I'm not going to go through every fight, but I'm going to go through the bigger ones. As we look at UFC fight night from over again, we had... Uh, some of the big ones to be. Big win from Andreas Michalitis. we got a unanimous decision win over KB Boulliar. KB just, uh, he had a good fight. He was solid. He just, just like the urgency wasn't there, and Andreas took advantage. You got Sam Hughes, who, who looked pretty good, even though she lost the unanimous decision to Loma Booney. Loma looked good. Lama looked like she was uh, trying to get revenge, not on Sam, but just revenge on trying to really jump back in it. And uh, I'd watch out for that lady. That lady's gonna tear somebody up. Uh, and and just a, a bizarre moment earlier in the fight between Randa Marcos and Luana Panero. Uh, Luana had accidentally did an eye poke to Randa Marcos. Randa was bleeding a little bit. She was able to get past it. And then not long after that, Randa was on her back trying to fight her way up. Luana was down on her knees. And uh, Randa threw out both her feet. The first one pushed Luana back a little bit. And the second one uh, wildly caught her flush in the jaw. It was delayed reaction. And then she was knocked loopy. They gave a DQ win to Luana Pinero. Uh, Randa was, was visibly upset. I hope they overturned this because she deserved better than that. Uh, Luana, once she came to her senses, would probably agree with that. But it just, it, it definitely did not need to be a DQ. And the only person that thinks it should have been was the referee. Can't remember which referee it was. I just I, I don't agree that that's what it should have been. Uh, it sucks for for both fighters because it, it was starting to be a really good fight. We go to the main card. Mirab. Let's see. Mirab. Davalis Mirab. Filip. He got the unanimous decision win over Cody Stamen. It seemed like every time Stamen tried to come up with a a good attack, Mirab was just right on top of him and countering it. It was just always a step ahead. It was a really good fight. On any other given day, Cody probably would win it, but Mirab just controlled everything when he could. We had Christoph Jocko, who was no slouch whatsoever. He lost a unanimous decision win to Sean Strickland, who just marched him down, constantly kept moving forward, kept moving forward. Yeah, moving forward, and Sean looked great. Let's see. You had a uh, Giga Shikaze. We got the TKO in round number one. Let's see, it was a oh, that was the that was the liver kick on Cub Swanson. That just folded. It was delayed reaction. It just folded Cub. Cub is is one of those big, bad fighters. Like, just awesome, tough guy. But you get kicked in the liver, you're going to go down. And it, it was pretty much over at that point. Another big win for Giga. And in the main event, Dominic Reyes versus Yuri Prochaska. A lot of people say... Uh you know, Yuri just came in, he fought he fought on Fight Island, and then now this is his second fight. He's ranked number I think he's number five, I guess number four here. But Dana also had said, oh it's three versus five, okay. Had also said that the winner of this may be looking at
0: Let's see.
1: Yeah, the winner of this may be looking at a, a light heavyweight title shot. That may be the next one up, and Yuri Prokhashko put on a show. He finally gets the t he gets the TKO four and a half minutes into round number two. Did I write down what it was? I did not. But uh, oh, it was the spinning elbow. It was the spinning back elbow. He uh he was he was really starting to control things. That first the first round could have been 10-9. it could have been nine nine it it was very back and forth, both of them rocking each other pretty well. You get into the main event and it just got later in that round and Yuri was feeling pretty good and he he had him he had Dominic kind of on his heels a little bit and then once he had him kind of near the cage he uh, threw a combination then did a spinning elbow and Dominic. Reyes, just flat, just just out. It was a heck of a shot. It ended the fight. And Yuri Korochka, man, he uh, in the light heavyweight division. I think he he's either he's either the next guy up or or uh, he's, he should be a fight away. One of the other. Because here's the thing: years ago, he had the opportunity to be in the UFC. And he turned it down and he said, no, because when I come in, I want to be ready. I don't think I'm ready. Well, based off the two fights I've seen him have, he's ready. He is uh, 100% ready. But uh, that was all the fighting from last week and all the uh, combat sports and things like that. Now, I'm going to preview a couple of the events coming up this week. I'm going to try to... Have them all pulled up because, like I said, PFL I believe is is uh, going to be on a little later. We'll we'll try to get it in a second. Uh, in the UFC, you know, we we had to postpone one of the matchups coming up, so the new main event is Marina Rodriguez versus Michelle Watterson in the women's strawweight division. That is now the headliner. Uh, Other fights on the main card, Donald Cerrone is going to take on Alex Morano. Cerrone, man, he'll fight anybody. That's going to be fun. Uh, Neil Magny in the welterweight division is going to take on Jeff Neal. That's that's two fighters looking to get that next leg up. Uh, Maurice Green, the heavyweight, is going to take on Marcos Rodrigo or Rogero de Lima. Got ahead of myself. That's a big fight. Diego Ferreira is going to take on Gregor Gillespie in the light heavyweight division. And Amanda Rebos in the strongweight division is going to take on Angela Hill. There's some other big, uh, Phil Hawes is fighting, Kyle Daucus. Uh There is just uh, Carlston Harris versus Christian uh, Aguilera. There's some there's big fights. And that's all on fight night, so that will be, I think, mostly, if not all, on the ESPN networks. ESPN Plus, of course, will more than likely get you all that as well. But, um, lots of stuff in the UFC. That's UFC fight night coming up this Saturday. Now, guess what it's back to? tomorrow night Bellator 258 there's some big fights that I do I do want to mention uh, let's go main card you got Michael Venom Pays, the MDP at a 175 contract weight featured fight versus Derek Anderson that means they agreed to hit 175 and they both uh, they both come in a little under it so this should be a, a spectacular fight because Michael Page and Derek Anderson are two of the best fighters uh, they, they have down in Bellator right now. They, uh, MVP always puts on a big show at 18-1-0. And uh, Derek Anderson is 17-3, man. It's, there's not many people get past him. Uh, in the light heavyweight Grand Prix opening round, Joel Romero had to pull out because of, uh, I think he didn't pass the medicals to get his. To, uh, to be sanctioned to fight. Uh, it could be anything. You could different things cause that to do it. But in steps in, Jose Augusto, who is going to be taking on Anthony Rumble Johnson in that one for the chance to take on I believe the current champ in the light heavyweight division. But uh, Rumble Johnson and, and Jose Augusto is, is not going to disappoint. That's... It could potentially steal the the night. Uh, Patricky Pitbull is going to take on Peter Queeley in the lightweight feature fight. This should be fun. We've already seen uh, Patricio's other or Patrick's brother fight earlier. Now we're going to get to see him fight here. Uh, man, the the Pitbull brothers. Man, they are they're fantastic. Uh, in the main event. In the Bantamweight world title picture, you got Sergio Pettis, who's going to take on Juan Artileta. That is going to be fantastic. And, got to give a shout-out, because I know he listens to the show. As part of the prelims in the Bantamweight division, Josh Hill is going to take on the great, rafael Stotts. Hope I'm saying your name right. Uh... He's super. He's a real cool Instagram follow. He's very interactive. He does a lot of really cool things, but you know, Josh, I don't even know you. Uh, I wish you good luck as well. I hope nobody gets hurt or injured. I, I want to see a really good fight, but uh, we're, uh, Rafion, we are behind you in this one. We're we're cheering for you, bud. hope you do well. Uh, let me see if I can get that to come up. Maybe so. There's PFL. Let's see what we can get. I believe it is going to be Thursday night on ESPN. And man, they have got some. Uh, okay, some of this is going to be on ESPN or ESPN Plus. Uh, ten matches on the card total. Talk about some of the big ones here. So ESPN is going to carry most of this. If not, all of it. Anyway, we get... uh you get Lauren Sanchez is going to take on Jenna Fabian. You get Dennis Golsov against Muhammad Derees. Magomed Umalatov against Kyron Bowen. You're also going to get Kayla Harrison versus Mariana Moraes. Here's the fun thing. Now, Mariana is no slouch. We've heard Moraes before. We've seen Moraes before. Kayla is undefeated. And what I most know Kayla for is she, uh, she was Olympic judo champion, I believe. And she was also on an episode of Practical Jokers where she got to throw um, Murr around quite a bit, James Murray. And, um, like I said, that's, that's what I most know her from. But uh, she has a big fight. A lot of people say that she could be the one to beat Amanda Nunes down the road. Well, for one, she's in PFL. Amanda's in UFC. Beyond that, if she keeps up the pace she's on and, and keeps doing some good things the way she's doing, uh, we can see down the road somewhere that those two could face. We could, we could definitely see that. Um, for some reason it reset while I was looking at it. So I'm waiting on it to come back up so I can tell you about it. But, uh, you know, I, I think Kayla Harrison could, uh, definitely, definitely do some pretty good damage. She goes to 9-0. You know, I, I think some things could happen. And, uh, there we go. Cause that's the co-main event. It's Kayla Harrison, Mariana Moraes. Uh, it could be really good. And then in the main event, you get Renan Ferreira, who is an up-and-comer. He is taking on Fabricio Verdú, the ageless veteran. Uh, at least the top four are going to be on ESPN, and it looks like the rest of them are ESPN or ESPN+. Plus. So... There you go with that. We got uh, PFL tomorrow night. You get Bellator Friday night. You get UFC Saturday night. And uh, WWE may have a pay-per-view this weekend. I don't remember. But Now to the part of the reason, or now to the reason why um, well, I will be out of town. Well, part of the reason, like I said, we're going out from Mother's Day, but while we're down there, there's an event that uh, I didn't know about, but I was invited to by a good friend. He had uh, some extra room at the table. So, uh, it is this Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 5 p.m. Uh, where it will be down in Panama City Beach. It is called Beat Down at the Beach 18. It is put on by some people with a really cool name by the name of Impact Promotions. No relation. They really aren't. That's just a coincidence. But, um, yeah. We, uh, we hope to go down there and see some, uh, some MMA, and they got some grappling, and they got all kinds of different events, and it's just a night of uh, nice... Um, indie and amateur style fighting and uh, look forward to it. should be a lot of fun. But it's going to do it for us. Appreciate everybody for the great edition of oh, style. I am Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses.